Hi, I'm Mike Farraher, your host on another edition of Taste. For anyone following this podcast, you know that we like to talk about Irish American food and culture. And this one man gives us a little bit of both, all in one guest. Seamus Keane is the lead singer of one of the best Irish American bands working today, the Narrowbacks. And he's also behind the bar at his own bar at Keane's Bar on Katona Avenue in the Bronx. We're going to talk to him about rock and roll and a good Irish fry on this edition of Taste. Welcome to another edition of Taste. I'm your host, Mike Farraher, as always. And this week we are joined by uh, none other than the bastard of the borough himself, Mr. Seamus Keane of the Narrowbacks. Uh, bastard of the Burrows is one of my favorite all-time Irish-American songs ever, and this man is singing it and it is just a great uh, opportunity to have him on the broadcast because he's got a new song and some new music coming up. So Seamus, welcome. Hey Mike, what's going on, man? Long time no speak. Good to hear long, from you again. Long time no speak. As we said before the we rolled the tape, man, this has been the longest century of our lives here with the pandemic, right? So I, I definitely haven't seen you since the before, before the pandemic. How have you been? Good, man. Good, man. I feel like we were going into the pandemic. I was in my 20s and now I'm like 50 years old. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> well, I, I think I know what happened, you know, because I think there's there's two places that really got hit the hardest during a pandemic, which was the restaurant business and the entertainment business. And because, of course, you uh, have the Keens on Katona in Yonkers, uh, which is a Irish bar and restaurant. And you're in the well, Narrowbacks. I, I, can't, I can't imagine that be uh, that would be a bit of a difficult thing for you. Well, Mike, actually, I wish Keynes was in Yonkers during COVID, but actually Keynes is within the five boroughs in New York City. So we had the pleasure of being closed while Yonkers was open for a good portion of the COVID lockdowns, which anybody that's familiar with the area, uh, Katona Avenue and McLean Avenue, are they're like the same neighborhood, but those invisible boundaries, uh, they they kept us uh, restricted more than uh, the Westchester uh, restaurants and bars. Oh man. So that must've been doubly frustrating for you because probably the places across the street practically were open and you had to remain closed. Yeah. Well, I mean, to put things in perspective, I think the, the County final in Gaelic park a couple of years ago, I guess that was 2020. Um, I went out to watch the match, came back to Keynes afterwards and we were restricted to outdoor dining. Uh, we had to close at 10, strict close at 10, or else people would call through and one on you, what have you. And uh, I I was like, all right, I'll meet you guys up the road. And I walked up the road to McLean Avenue, and it was like St. Patrick's Day. It, drinking inside till 4 a.m. was mayhem. So more, pow more power to them. I hope, uh, you know, I wish I was up there. I wouldn't be complaining if I was on McLean Avenue. So. But we got through it anyway, and we're still here. So make sure you come up to Little Ireland and Woodlawn, or else you're going to lose it. Get up here and say hello. Amen. Amen. Well, it seems like from some of the Instagram posts you guys have been posting that the, the bar seems to be rollicking again. You've got some live entertainment there and and that's that's great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Tonight, actually, we have Mickey Coleman and Raymond Coleman playing. Um, we're coming up to the March season, so it'll be back to trad music and rebel tunes soon enough. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was just going to say trad music and rebel tunes. I love that. That, that could be a name of a future Narrowbacks album. Who knows? I guess two things we don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. Well, talk to me about the new song, because I got to tell you, man, I think this Sackcloth and Ashes might be one of your best songs. I love this song, and I 
love the video stuff that you did with it on Instagram and on some of your socials, but tell me about this song and, and is it a precursor to some more, uh, more albums and music for you guys in 2023? Yeah, well, uh, I've written a ton of music as uh, Barry Walsh says, you got to be in a bad place to write a bunch of good music. So uh, Barry was like, I haven't written anything. So I'm great right now. I'm having a good time. And I said, yeah, well, things haven't been that great here. So I wrote like four or five songs. And uh, I was talking to Barry. Barry. Barry wrote Sackcloth and Ashes. Barry is responsible for majority of the songs that you, if you like Narrowback songs, it's a good chance that Barry wrote them. And if you're not familiar with who Barry is, Barry is the handsome gentleman on the acoustic guitar and the banjo. And uh, two, I started the band with the two of us went to Iona together. He wrote Sackcloth and Ashes and we had an idea. Um, we had released it as like a full band song on our last album. And then we had an idea to uh, mix down an acoustic version of it. And so we released that around Christmas with a couple of Christmas songs. And then I put together some some Instagram reels and TikToks of it, and they've been doing pretty well. Yeah, it's a great song. It's one of my favorite songs that he's written. And uh, yeah, that's it. We probably should have brought him in here to talk about it. He wouldn't tell you what it was really about anyway. He always lies about it. He's got a different story every time somebody asks him what, what his songs are about. That's the rock and roll mystique, right? It's great. Yeah. I mean, what I really love about it is it could be, you know, I could almost hear the wolf tones singing that and i could hear ed sheeran singing that yeah you know it's oh, just, cool. it just has this really cool i could hear bruce springsteen singing it it just has this just classic i'm on the road kind of a song and 20 dollars in the gas tank and it just really well, does capture i think the that kind of working class ethos that narrowbacks has always had i mean from all of your albums it's really been about writing what you know and being on the road and being in the five boroughs and partying in Iona. That's always kind of made its way some way, shape, or form into your music over the years. Barry would probably be a lot happier if Ed Sheeran or Wolf Tones recorded that song. He would have made a lot more money, but he stuck with me instead. So, <laughs> Well, you did a fine job. I didn't mean to imply that. <laughs> it didn't make, it didn't make him it. any money, though. It didn't make him any money, though. No, but I'm sure that's, that's, that's one of those songs now that I... Uh, I really want to draw up there and see it live because it was it was it was really fantastic. So, what are some of the plans you have for the Narrowbacks this year? Uh, well, we've got a lot of festivals coming up, and we got we're in the middle of booking festivals, and we got March gigs coming up. I think this is, might be the first year that we're staying sort of local because things are sort of normal in March. Um, I know the first weekend we're going to be in Pearl River on the Friday. I believe it's Friday the third. We're going to be in Pearl River. Sunday the fifth, we're going to be at Keens. That following weekend, we're going to be in uh, Rosedale Park, New Jersey, uh, outside of the newly reopened um, Dowlings. They uh, shut down because they had a terrible flood. And uh, I don't know if they're just reopening for the day to get a to blast out a party there because I know they're renovating. But they have a big parade in Union County, and we're going to be doing the after party with them. And You're then, familiar with uh, John Rafferty because I think he's part of the Dowlings group as well, and he's down in... Uh... They have a place in Union Beach near me. I know John Rafferty really well uh, yeah. from Brooklyn, actually, from Bay Ridge when he was out in Bay Ridge. Still, when we first started playing, we played shows together in the Killarney on Fifth Avenue in Bay Ridge. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, I know John well. And then um, after those shows on St. Patrick's Day, we were going to do 
we were asked to do Bowery and we were asked to do Brooklyn Made, but instead we decided to do, we haven't done this in a few years. We're playing two shows in Midtown. We're going to play at the Mean Fiddler. Uh, well, we haven't announced any of this stuff yet. We're playing the Mean Fiddler at three o'clock and then we're playing the late show at Connolly's at eight o'clock. Nice. Uh, and then after that, we're doing our yearly show that we do at Rory Dolan's on McLean Avenue Parade Day. And then we're playing at Mickey's Tavern in Pro River on the Pro River Parade Day. Wow, that's a that's a that's a busy diary for sure. And I think yeah. uh, last year you did was that your first time doing the Kansas City Irish Festival? That was our second year that we did the Kansas City Irish Festival. Yep. Um Kansas how, City's a blast, man. How great is that, man? I never knew I never knew there were that many Irish people <laughs> outside of the boroughs in Boston, you know what I mean? I don't know if there is. I mean, they just love like it's like a you know, we're spoiled in New York, and in a way, it kind of just, like, we take it for granted that we can go out any night of the week, be it in Woodlawn, in the city, or even in Pearl River, and the out, outside suburbs, just we can get trad music any night of the week. So I think we're spoiled, where, like, out here, it's such a big thing to make a huge deal out of it that it's, like, it's all concentrated into one place, rather than, you know, the boroughs, we nearly every neighborhood has their own festival, where in Kansas City, it's that one weekend, and it is huge. It's like Lollapalooza. It's an enormous festival. It really is like Lollapalooza. And, you know, Seamus and I go ways back when I was writing for the Irish Voice, and Seamus uh, knows that I, I did a a little short film, a comedy pilot called McLean Avenue, and, and Narrowbacks were kind enough to lend Bastard of the Burrows to that uh, soundtrack, which I'll never forget. But I actually filmed that in Kansas City, Versus, oh, is that right? I did. Yeah, I filmed that show in Kansas City because, first of all, it was cheaper. If I ever do a sequel, though, I'm coming back to Keynes on Katona for sure. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But we could use the money. We, <laughs> there you go. But, you know, as far as the, the Kansas City Irish community, when word got out that I was filming there, they shut down a pub. They, sh they had the police shut down the street so Joe Rooney could walk down the street from father ted they were they oh. couldn't have done enough for us and you know of course i had to pay the bill at the end of it there was thousands of dollars of pints and and shepherd's pies that were consumed over the three days but uh they were incredible and just really really loved the irish culture a and then b just were really up for a party so when i saw you guys going there i was a bit jealous i should have uh, planned my labor day a bit better <laughs> yeah we had a blast out there actually funny story from the first weekend we were out there i guess this is 2021 right um so we went out there and it was the friday night and our big thing whenever we go to some other place in in the midwest is we try to steer away a lot of these places are consumed by like franchise places so we try to get away from that and we don't even necessarily want to see the inside of an irish bar you know because we've seen a million of those um we want to get to like a real local place you know where we're going to meet real local people hang out and uh, so we get off stage the Friday night. We're like, where should we go tonight? We're like, go into town. There's a bunch of bars. And it's sort of like a college party scene, which is cool. We did that for a while. The bar started closing at like two. So we took a cab back to the um, to the hotel. And uh, we go back to the hotel. And there's this black gentleman sitting outside the hotel. And he's sitting there having a cigarette. I'm like, hey, man. I said, where would you go right now for a late drink? Is there any place open? And he's like, I got the per perfect place for you. 
He goes, there's an after-hours jazz club on the other side of town. He goes, I think it was called, it had some crazy name, like the Jazz Coalition or something like that. It was like reminiscent of like a uh, like an American Legion. Like, no, not even speakeasy, like an American Legion. You know, it was like run by like volunteers. It wasn't like a business, you know? And uh, so we showed up and there was the three of us. And we stuck out like sore thumbs, that's for sure. And then when they looked up at the driver's license, they were like, New York. They're like, New York's in the house. New York's and everyone's staring <laughs> at us. And so we're sitting at the bar having a few drinks and it's nothing but jazz. And I mean, the best jazz musicians you ever heard. It's like five or six o'clock in the morning. Everybody's offering you cigarettes, offering you drinks. We ended up making best friends with everybody. And the three of us are trying to have a conversation. And all the while in like the main lobby of the place, there's a piano behind us where there's just a rotating player on it at all times. So there's two guys on the seat and then a third guy would come over and then the guy on the other side would get off and they're playing everything in the minor key. And Barry turns around to me and he goes, this sounds like every one of my nightmares. <laughs> it was like, ended up hanging out there all night, six, seven o'clock in the morning. One of us might've got thrown into a cab and taken home and, uh, we get home in the morning, go back to the festival around one o'clock in the afternoon. And the leader, uh, the head of the festival, Dave Shaughnessy, he says, so where'd you guys go? I said, oh, we went to the that Jazz Coalition place. He was like, that's the one neighborhood we told you not to go to. <laughs> he goes, last year, somebody got shot outside of that place. Oh, one yeah. of our festival, one of our festival acts was there and he had to come back and he had to go to court and like talk as a witness. So I was like... I don't know. We had a blast. We go. We might go back tonight. <laughs> He's like, if you go back tonight, you're not getting booked next year. I was like, all right, cool. We're not going there. There you go. There you go. But yeah, that those KC Irish Festival people, they're just good people. Love their culture. Love to. It was very well organized too. I I, I went there and I did some literary tents there and the you know Ronan Collins and I've I was actually on the bill myself doing like writers workshops and I just thought it was like you said it was Lollapalooza. It was that well organized. Well, the festival is incredible. The city is incredible. The food, culture, it's, uh, there were great people. We had a great time there. We were well looked after, well fed, well drank. We had great performances there. And then we were received really well. Sold a ton of t-shirts, sold a ton of CDs. Uh, I, I personally, I loved it there. I loved the people, the volunteers, and just the, the people who went to the festival itself. It was a great time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. How would you kind of look at the... McLean Avenue, Yonkers, Woodlawn, that kind of, you know, putting a big circle on the map around that now. How would you look at the music scene now there? Is it kind of uh, back? Is it recovered? Is it getting there? Uh, what are you kind of seeing on the ground in terms of the uh, the Irish music scene that's there? Uh, I think the trad music scene... Uh, it's probably the strongest it's ever been, just with the young Irish Americans who... The amount of young Irish Americans that are able to play and are good, like good players. Um, in terms of bands, there's nobody putting together bands, you know? We were kind of the young band and we're not so young anymore, you know? And I always thought that there'd be somebody coming up behind us. I don't see a ton of people probably just waiting on somebody, you know? You need like a young Irish guy with a guitar who could sing because there's a million different players available to play for sure, you know? Um, just from the Aaron Lockhart School of Music here in the neighborhood, there's a ton of people that she's been teaching who are all now 
19, 20, 21, 22, starting to get out and play. So there's no shortage of players for sure. Maybe a shortage of singers, perhaps. But the scene is still thriving, man. This is the greatest concentration of Irish people and Irish musicians, I think, outside of Ireland. Um, it's great. It's a great place to be. Always has been, always will be. And we'll be right back after this message. Taste is sponsored by CareerLetters.com. We are in an unprecedented post-pandemic economy. Tens of thousands were laid off in the technology sector. Unemployment rate is at record lows. What to make of these conflicting economic reports? The best defense right now is a good offense, and Career Letters is here to help. Whether you're looking to switch companies, change careers, or find yourself out of a job and need that competitive edge as you look for a new one, Career Letters can help you optimize your resume and professional brand on career sites like LinkedIn. Their career package is $295 and includes an updated resume that punches up keywords that get you noticed by recruiters on the job boards. It also involves formatting the resume to get past the robot eyes of the artificial intelligence AI programs that screen online applicants. Also included is a live 30-minute video chat to review the draft of the resume so that it is ready to upload for both online applications and your LinkedIn profile. More information can be found on careerletters.com. All right, and we're back with Seamus Keene. So as everybody that's been listening to this podcast knows, Taste is a combination of a culture podcast and a food podcast. And what's so great about having Seamus on is that, again, he is both a lead singer of a great band called the Narrowbacks and also uh, has his bar Canes on Katona. So my question to you, going on to the food side now, what are some of the special dishes that you have that really bring the taste of Ireland home canes that you serve uh i mean we're lucky within this neighborhood to have two irish butchers so right next door to me we've got prime cuts which is amazing which is amazing and then we have oliver up on mclean avenue which is equally amazing you know He's yep. known for sausages and black and white pudding and prime cuts is known for their ham and their boiling bacon. So every bar, like I had a vendor come up to me and they're like, we're, you know, we actually, we carry Donnelly's sour sausage. I was like, I'll be honest with you. I can't carry that in this neighborhood. I said, <laughs> I said, I've got two legit Irish butchers who make their sausages in house. I said, we're, we're lucky to have it. I said, um, you know, they wouldn't, people wouldn't buy the prepackaged stuff here. That'd be like, you know, going down to, uh, that's like serving, that, that's like serving Olive Garden at Arthur Avenue or something. I like was just going to say, it's like opening up a, a, a ragu jar in Arthur Avenue, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and he laughed and I was like, yeah. So like, I think the, my favorite dish, obviously, cause I put about what I opened up Keen's six years ago. I think I put about 70 pounds on because I had an Irish breakfast every day, probably for six years. Um, yeah, yeah, you but know, you you've taken that off now. I've seen some pictures of you, my friend. You're slimming down. If if I wasn't, are you married, checking me out, Mikey? If are you I, checking if me I, out, if Mikey? I wa- if I wasn't married, man, I mean, you're making these studs like myself and Sean Ruane a little jealous with how svelte you are, buddy. Oh, listen, man, you keep hitting on me like that. I'll drive down to Jersey <laughs> right now and I'll kiss you right in the lips. Oh, come on, come on. 
No, I'm waiting for it. Anyway, <laughs> back. No, seriously, you have. I, I saw. I don't know. I hadn't. I hadn't plugged. Or you didn't show up in my feed in a while. I don't know what the hell's going on. But I was like, "Well, where'd the rest of them go?" So uh, you're probably you're probably blocked me for posting about Trump. I know all about you, pal. All right. <laughs> this is a non-political show, my friend. Come on. <laughs> oh, speaking of, did you see that picture we posted with Giuliani that drove everybody insane? Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was I, I was uninvited from Thanksgiving over that. I was like, come on, guys, what's the big deal? I normally like to end political arguments by saying I'm giving Mike a heart attack right now. On no, podcast. you're good. You're good. I, <laughs> I, I, I normally I normally like to uh, end arguments, political arguments by saying, gee, I'd really love to agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> right. That's a good one. <laughs> and then that that kind of like ends it for a while. But be that as it may, um, no, so so let's go back to first of all putting the seventy pounds on because of your daily Irish breakfast. So Irish breakfast would probably be, uh, I would say that's something that I've had at your restaurant that is awesome. I don't know if it's Irish or not, but certainly the Irish adopted it. I think that your chicken curry and chips is second to none. Chicken curry is probably our uh, number one entree, yeah, for sure. Irish people love chicken curry for whatever reason that is, but. And it is nice. It's good. Uh, chicken curry, half and half, half rice, half fries. Yeah, half do rice, it. half fries. That's how I do it. That's how, that's you could call that the Mike Farrer at your bar now, man. Now that we that's right. Now that we've consummated our relationship. <laughs> Perfect. It's good stuff for first date. Curry, yeah. you know what I mean? You could be they, burping up and. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, you for anybody that doesn't know the area for uh, Canes on Katona. As the man says, you've got an one of the best Irish butchers in New York City, literally next door, and and that's a, probably a great source for you for sure. So, as far as you know, from your perspective, you probably have an interesting perspective on being both a bar and restaurant owner and a musician. You know, what are you looking for when you're booking acts into Keens? And then, in the last six years that you've been both things, does it change? the way you approach a bar when they're asking you to play at their bar? Does that kind of change anything no. for you? Is it just a gig is a gig? Not really, no. I mean, I've we've always been kind of fair, probably to a fault, because I know realistically what a bar can pay, you know what I mean? Just because I've been in this business a long time. Uh, well, my family has anyway. Like my Uncle Mike came out here. And he opened up the Glockamora, which is a, was like a famous Irish music bar in Manhattan on 23rd and 3rd. Joni Madden started out there. Uh, loads of people used to hang out there, play music. That's how I know Joni. My father was bartending the Glockamora. Then my father had a bar called Peggy Gordon's, where Ford of the Bar started. He, they used to play there every Sunday. Um, and if you know anything about the New York Irish music scene, these are all people and names and bands that kind of... Yeah, they're legends of the game, you know, like we'll admit and I've admitted to Dave Yates and Pat Clifford that we completely ripped off their first live CD. If and we still played songs off of that live CD pretty much to the note um, and it still works. Um, yeah, you know what? Have, and, you, have you seen Pat, Pat Clifford lately? Because that's a great guy. He lived out. He lived out in West Jersey for a while and I lost track of him. I haven't. You know what? He played my daughter's christening. You know that? And no. he didn't he didn't realize who I was. And then he came in. I said, hey, Pat, I said, I think, you know, my father. 
Patty Keen. He owned Peggy Gordon's. He was like, are you kidding me? He's like, I played Peggy Gordon's every Sunday for two years. He's like, when we first started this band. And it was like the first time they had seen each other in years. You know, and then we did a couple shows together, the Narrabacks and Pat Clifford. And then I did, I lost touch with him because I used to keep in touch fairly often with him. Well, I'm uh, I'm, ra- I'm raising a pint to that guy right now. I hope he's well and maybe even listening. I, I was like, he actually had a radio show out here in West Jersey. And when I was doing my This Is Your Brain on Shamrocks 2 tour, which is probably like ugh, 2014 or so, he had right. me on and it was it was just great. I mean, to your point, four to the bar, you know, Shanaki, Black 47, Celtic Cross, you guys. I mean, there was such a, a incredible, incredible Irish music scene that uh, so many people don't aren't aware of. And then you, you, you see something like a Patty Riley's closing at the end of March. And it's just like, you... well, they're actually they're staying open. I don't know if you heard that. They, uh, um, I think a local regular took over the, the lease and got a license recently. So they're going to keep it as is. I think Steve is stepping back. Um, but, really? Yeah, but it's staying open. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, there was just like big, <laughs> there's a big front page news item in the Irish Voice about it. So they're probably going to have to retract it. <laughs> no, that's all right. More bring people. More people are going to go down and check it out. I probably shouldn't even have said that. Steve's going to be like, I shouldn't have said that. They'll all come down now. Yeah, there you go. You know? There you go. Yeah. The reason I got into that is I, I probably know better than most what a bar can spend so like i was we were always pretty fair i think and in terms of booking like bands now at the bar i just book what i like you know and my uncle is behind the bar he agrees with me most of the time and some of the stuff he's just like this is you know sometimes it don't work money wise but musically it's like fantastic so i'd like to be you know a beacon for irish culture and have as much music be it experimental or popular as I can, you know? Yeah. In my local Irish pub, which is about a mile away, they have live music four nights a week. And I never fail to, he probably thinks I'm, I don't know what he thinks of me, but every time that bar owner, I see him, I just go, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not having a DJ four nights a week and actually having a live session on a Tuesday and, you know, three bars, three bands during the the weekend. Cause that's, what's going to keep, this culture alive yeah sure i mean plus i just like it it's nice yeah absolutely absolutely what i also think you guys do a good job of too is you you obviously have a pretty big following in the narrowbacks and you you're going to post you know where you're going to be and you know i think in this day and age these bars many of them are hurting and and barely hanging on and you know if a band like you with the number of followers comes in and tells everybody you're going to be there i mean i think that's that's really going to be a a real boost to a bar that when somebody like you comes in or if you go up to the catskills and go up to one of those places that that's a place again that your following keeps those those places alive oh I'm t- tell me about it. i just had to pay con ed this morning we're be- we're hanging on <laughs> we're all hanging on by a thread all hanging on by a thread well to uh help somebody hanging on by a thread uh, like yourself, tell us a little bit about where they can go to Keens, where you're located, and then also how they can contact the band if they're interested in checking your stuff out. Sure. So Keens is located at 4342 Katona Avenue in the Woodlawn section of the Bronx. Um, 
You can take the uh, 233rd Street exit right off of the Deegan, or you can get off uh, at McLean Avenue, make a left, and uh, follow all the way down till you make a right on Kimball, which turns into uh, Katona Avenue. And uh, we have music three to four nights a week. We do two trad weeks a year, probably. Uh, big shout out also, uh, the Wolfhound out in Astoria is having their trad week, uh, I believe, next week. They're good friends of mine, Joe Byrne and Rory Murphy. They're having seven nights of uh, trad music as well uh, next week, this uh, February. Um, but back to Keens. You can come to Keens with music on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every week. And I think now when football is over, I might start doing a trad session early on Sundays as well. And uh, I think, believe the week of St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to have music every night of the week. So awesome. It'll be awesome. good. Yeah. And then I know Narabax is on Spotify. You're on all the different streams. How does people get in touch with your music? And, the Narabax are on Spotify. We were on CBS Morning. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, we're worldwide. I don't know if you heard about that, Mike. We're worldwide. Of course. Of course. Well, listen, I was I was there when you weren't worldwide. Come on. Um, how, uh, one other thing I want to mention, too, is that, you know, Keynes has actually been featured in some TV shows. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Kevin Bacon came down to Keynes and had uh, they did City on a Hill. I don't know if you guys are familiar with City on a Hill. It was on Showtime, I believe. It's a great show about 30 cops in Boston during the 1980s. And uh, I think this was right before COVID. They came in, checked the place out, and they're like, we want to film a few scenes here. Do you mind if we shut the place down Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? And I was like, yeah, cool. That sounds good. They're like, Kevin Bacon's going to be here. This guy's going to be here. I was like, oh, great. Uh, they came in. I let them in, and I left. And that's when I decided to do our customer – or no, excuse me, not our customer, the employee Christmas party. And me and the employees went out for dinner and drinks for like two days. I came back when they were like cleaning up, and they were like, Hey man, what's going on? Uh, I was like, nothing. How'd it go? He goes, it was great. He goes, we've never had this less like amount of friction from an owner ever when we've dealt with people. Normally they like want to meet all the people in the show and we hear from him. He's like, we didn't hear from you for like two and a half days. I was like, dude, everyone was so happy to get out and get a break. It was great. <laughs> you guys did us a favor. You paid us to go on vacation. It was fantastic. Oh, that's great. That's great. Awesome. That show was fantastic, though. It's a good show, uh, City on a Hill. I'm not sure if it had ended up, but I had watched the first two seasons. We, I believe we're in episode three of the first season, I think. Awesome. You can actually find that on the streaming service, and you can check out the insides of Keens. It's a great bar, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, well, Seamus, so, uh, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, is there a website or, or Facebook page? What would you recommend for getting in touch with the Narabacks? Uh, you can follow us uh, at the Narrowbacks on Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok at the Narrowbacks on TikTok. And then follow us on our Facebook page. And we also have a link tree that's on our Instagram as well. Um, and just check out all big content coming out. We've got videos coming out every week. And uh, we've got new music on the horizon. So uh, make sure to tune in. Check us out. We'll see you in March. Right on, man. You will definitely see me in March. Thanks again, Seamus. Mike, I appreciate it, man. Be safe. It was great to hear from you. You too. If you've never seen Seamus Keen and the Narrowbacks, you don't know what you're missing. It's a shamrock and good time. Catch them this green season at a club near you. 
Thanks for listening to another edition of Taste. We are produced in partnership with Irish Central. And behind the boards is my lovely wife, Barbara, the smiling voice. I love you, honey. And we'll see you next time.